All right, so Mike, what advice do you give to a guy who is interested in doing what you do? Don't. <laughs> the pain in the neck? What, what it comes down to is I, I think back and I wonder how I did it. Mm -hmm. And because I was tech savvy and, you know, very computer, very computer literate, that was my lifesaver. Um, but when I think back to the logistical side of things, you know, having a family, trying to get the sacrifices to do that, you know, with that, um, my day job, um, it, it, it's a tough to do it as a one-man show. There's only a few of us out there that do it, and many of the guys that do it now are doing it as a full-time job. And, I mean, I just don't understand, don't see the viability of doing it as a full-time job unless I was running a, a tournament every weekend. So if you're, if you're going to do it, put it down on paper. Don't jump in too deep. You know, it's walk before you run. That's the big thing. Sounds good. Well, Andrew, I have before me a list of the top 10 people who have hosted the most PDGA events as either a TD or assistant TD as of October 19th. Would you guess as to whether one of our guests tonight appears on that list, Andrew? What do you think? I would. All right. Tougher for you. Would you be willing to say that our guest is in the top five of that list? Absolutely. All right, Fatty. Toughest question. What number is he? Man, I'm going to go with number two. Oh, why not? Why not one? I don't know because you're asking the question. <laughs> Actually, it's it's trick. according to this list, it's five, but it could be as high as four. You know, uh, this is old old information. I did want to quickly go through the list just because it was fun. But uh, and starting at number fifteen, we got Russ Disc Golf Monkey Burns. He is the person that I worked with and met at the uh, 2005 October Frizz. And when I started the idea of Mr. Disc Golf, he actually flew in for that event in 2010. He said, if you're going to do it, you got to jump in with both feet. And as of three That's days awesome. ago, we spoke. <laughs> so he's still a good buddy of mine. All right. I got Miko Wickman. And if I'm pr pronouncing any of these incorrectly that you know of, Mike, feel free. Um, that's 14. He's the guy. Uh, what's the name of his company? Sun King. Everybody buys stuff from him when it comes to disc golf. He's like the disc golf hookup guy for disc craft. Oh, okay. Uh, number 12, we got Terry, the disc golf guy, Miller. Yep. That's when he used to be a big TD back in the 2000s. Josh Ham at 11. Yep. Wide eye discs. Michael Mikalak. All right. Uh, Scott Reek. Scott A. Reek. He's a KC guy. Is it Jan Carlson? Yeah, he's over in Sweden, I believe. Awesome. Larry Labond. Michigan. Jeremy Rusco. I've heard that name. I don't know who he is. And our top five, <laughs> uh, Mike Salt at number five. Uh, slightly ahead, we got Dwayne Ferb. And again, there could be some controversy depending on what's happened since October. Uh, number three, H.B. Clark. He runs uh, the Bowling Green and Classics. All right. And then number two, we got Chuck Connolly. Chuck's from the North Carolina, Virginia area. And Steven Story, number one. He's DD he's uh DD Carlton and he runs a flex start C tier every Friday of the year. So it says here, and like like we said, it's it's a few higher than this, but it says one seventy one for for what you had. What 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 would you put that number at if we were to include unsanctioned? Uh, about double. <laughs> really? Yeah. I run I love running doubles tournaments in the wintertime. You know, I've been involved with the all the ice balls and multiple ice balls every year. Um, so yeah, I've, I've done a lot of fundraiser events. It, it adds up real fast. <laughs> all right. Well, Jay fat and I played earlier today. Like I mentioned earlier when he beat me, uh, it went, it did go down. We played match play and he, it, it came close, but he got me with uh two, two to one. Yeah. Um, but we had some, some questions for you as a tournament director. We didn't get as many as we wanted, but uh, look, this one's Jay fats. 
Uh, what is the dumbest request that you've gotten before a tournament? Will I be able to get out of here and be home in time oh. for some type of yeah. engagement? You, you know, that's, yeah, I forget about those. Um, not as often as I used to. Basically, when I when I when I tell a player, you know, when they ask that question, I, I reply back, basically say, "Listen, you're you signed up for a disc golf tournament. It's a full day commitment. I can't guarantee what time you're gonna get out of here." Mm-hmm. If you if you're doing horribly, you can maybe start your car a few holes early and have it nice and warm by the time if you get there. Somebody has to get out of there right after the event's over, and they let me know ahead of time. You know, I'll handle their payouts after the fact. Yeah. It's not a big deal. So you know, a lot of people do give me the heads up. What uh, what's the farthest you've ever traveled to either play or to to a tournament direct? Emporia, Kansas. How many times have you been out there? Uh, this would have been my fifth year. But I don't know how far the I don't know what's further, Emporia or uh, Tampa, Florida. JFAT, what about you? What's the furthest you've gone to play? I'd probably have to say Emporia as well. I mean, I've been I've played in Florida also, but I didn't go to Florida specifically to play. And you've only been to Emporia once. I only went to the GBO that one time. Yeah. So to Tampa for me is eleven hundred miles, mm-hmm. and Emporia is I'm gonna say. Why? 13, uh, yeah, 1227. So, oh, Horius. Well, well, Fatty did want to ask you, uh, he was saying about the bonfire, Fatty. Oh, yeah. You, did you go to the bonfire? They're still doing that? Absolutely. Oh, it was just mine. Well, I was 100 feet away from it, and I still had to back up because it was too hot. That's what he was telling yeah, me. The yeah, the Swedish, Swedish bonfire yeah, is. And near it, it goes up, and everybody just backs up. It's massive. Right. Well, Fatty also wants to know when are you going to Oland? The Disc Golf Islands? Not soon enough, man. I saw that uh, the, uh, Disc uh, Discmania commercial, and I was just like, "Oh, I, I definitely need to get over there. That's uh, that's incredible." But in the same breath, I want to go play in Australia, New Zealand as well. What I don't know. He was telling me about him, but I hadn't had a chance to to research him. What what is that? The Disc Golf Islands? Yeah, it's like I think they have five or six courses planned mm-hmm. in its little network of islands in in the, in the uh, Scandinavian area. I actually, the only thing I did research was how to pronounce it. <laughs> All right. More trivia. This is going to be an audio round of trivia. Okay. It's movie quotes, but I used text to speech. So it's a text to speech voice saying right. quotes from a movie. You just tell me what movie it is. All right. We're going to go in reverse score order. So JFAT will go first. Andrew second. Mike third. All right. Just because they need all the help they can get. JFAT, first quote. You ready? I'm ready. You're my boy, Blue. Oh, fuck. God. I hate you, Pat. I know I know the movie. <laughs> You're my boy, Blue. You're my boy, Blue. I don't remember. God damn it. Andrew? I think the movie's called Old School. You are correct. Woo. Well, you also get number two, Andrew. You ready? Yep. I am Groot. I am I am Groot. Um, that'd be Guardians of the Galaxy? Correct. Sweet. Mike, number three, you ready? Yes, sir. I have no clue. JFAT? Castaway. Yes. <laughs> Fatty again. Here you go. You ready? Number four. This is Sparta. Uh, Jesus Christ, why can't I think of the name of the movie? Uh, <laughs> no, fucking Gladiator. This is Sparta. I know it's not Gladiator. Andrew? Uh, 300. Correct. That's it. Back to Andrew again. Number five. I have nipples. Greg, could you milk me? Uh, meet the parents. <laughs> yes. All right. Mr. Disc Golf, number six. You gonna eat your thoughts. Play that one more time. Oh, sorry. Let me, uh, here you go. 
You're gonna eat your thoughts. Napoleon Dynamite? Yes. All right. Uh, JFAT, you ready? Yep. I volunteer as tribute. Can I hear that one more time? I volunteer as tribute. I volunteer. I don't know. Andrew? I don't know this one either. Mike? Play it one more time. I volunteer as tribute. I got nothing. We're looking for the Hunger Game. Ooh, never saw it. This would be for Andrew. Ready? Mm-hmm. With great power comes great responsibility. Would that be Spider-Man? Yes, it would. Mike. Dear eight pound, six ounce newborn infant Jesus. Play it again. Dear eight pound, six ounce newborn infant Jesus. Dogma. I don't know. Fatty? Um, don't know. Andrew? I don't know either. A Talladega Nights. Oh, Cookie Bobby. Cookie would have known that. Yeah. My kid plays Fortnite, and he's playing while we're recording, and I'm trying to keep him quiet, and it's not an easy thing to do. Oh, well, um, fortunately for you, we're not exactly the most professional organization, so (laughs) I like that kind of stuff. All right, so we're up to number 10. I believe that means we're back to JFAT, correct? All right, I'm here. All right. Number 10. I going to say something about I'm Mary. Not Andrew. Gladiator? Yes, it is. You, he answered that earlier, and it was, <laughs> wasn't the right time. Um, Andrew. Why so serious? One. And I need the full name of this movie to get points? The correct, yes. Okay. Um, Batman, The Dark Knight? Yeah, that's fine. It's just The Dark Knight, but okay. that works. I wish right, I knew Mike, how number to 12. You. Oh, uh, um, uh, Jay Fat's favorite movie, Brokeback Mountain. Ah, boom. How do you know, Mike? Now they're going to know we watched it together, buddy. The law says that you cannot touch. <laughs> Number but I 13. Think I see a lot of lawbreakers up in this house tonight. I don't the law know. says that you cannot Andrew? touch. Can but you I think it? I see a lot of lawbreakers up in this house tonight. I think that's a magic mic. You are correct. Magic mic. And what is this? now this a one's for you, Andrew. Uh, Zoolander? <laughs> yes. I'm coming alive on this round. Yeah. And Mike. This is the you final on one, the unfortunately. Of lies. Number 15. Oh. You sit on a throne of lies. Uh, it's one of I can't think of the Jeez, uh, Elf. Yes. Jeez, I'm like, I see the meme in my face. Like, like I'm like, he's sitting on that little stool. All right, so it has tightened up in third place. We got JFET at seven. Second is Andrew at 17. Ooh. And Mike is at in first at 24. Mm-hmm. All right, uh, let's see what else we got here to discuss. Mike, do you think that T-Signs should have a par for amateurs and a par for pros? Uh, par is irrelevant, so no, I don't think that's a necessary. Can you do me a favor and just expound upon that? Because I agree, and I just want to get your thoughts. When you play a hole, you play the hole for yourself, not for what everybody else is playing. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of par threes, if you will, are really par twos for some people. They should be birding it. 80% of the time. Mm-hmm. So having a par really doesn't like when you think about this, when you watch like pro worlds or, you know, one of the majors and you see their score like negative 27, it really doesn't tie into what you and I play in our backyard because we're not comparing apples to apples, yeah. you know, a, you know, 1050 rated Macbeth versus, you know, an 870 JFAT, you know, 900 Pat, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, it, it, we're not play, we're not even in the same ballpark. And let's think of think of it this way. I mean, eighty five percent of the PDJ is made up of amateur players. And then go one step further. You know, there's only one hundred thirty thousand PD or one hundred thirty five thousand PDJ members. There's over a million people that play disc golf. Yeah, 
So, I mean, really, par doesn't really have much of a meaning. No, you're right. Uh, and, and not only that, but that's you're talking about 100,000 ever. So right. uh, what about you, Andrew? What are your thoughts on that? Um, I agree. I don't think that there should be pars for amateurs and did you say like amateurs and pros? Yeah, just like, you know, like a new player. Um, I think they get sometimes they can get uh, discouraged by seeing, you know. Yeah. You hit the you hit the nail on the herd. It doesn't. It's not helping our game seeing pars out there. Right, right. I mean, I think like you know when I've played tougher courses um, and taken high numbers, you know, I think that's just like something everyone has to get used to as they progress in their disc golf game and right. are mm-hmm. playing you know more advanced courses. I don't think it's like making anything. Uh, it's not like helping me if I have like mm-hmm. something on a sign being like, oh well, you could play this as a four if you want. You know, yeah. what are you thinking, JFAP? I think I agree with them completely. Yeah, it depends on how hard the course is. You can have the same pars. Like, I've been to uh, Nakamixon when it was around, and, you know, I played around 18 over there. And for me, I was like, that's absolutely fantastic because it's a tough course to hit the par. Right, if you break 100 at Naki, you feel good about yourself. Yeah, exactly. Whereas there are other courses you'll get, like, seven. I'll go out to Warwick, and I'll get seven or eight over, and I'm like, that's not so good. So it's, it's like Mike said, it's all about just how you're playing and making your game a little better every time, or at least having a lot of fun. Awesome. So, Mike, do you have any other events that you wanted to talk about? Um, uh, man, I, I've I've run so many. You know, I I run events not necessarily for the sake of running them, but like when I when I first came to Beacon and ran a tournament years ago. Yeah, I played it because I ran a tournament because I played Beacon on the way up to Mass for a. Uh, you know, Maple Marshall Street, Maple Hill weekend. Mm-hmm. And it was one of the things, like, the, the course caught my eye. And, you know, this was supposed to be the year I was going to be running an event back at Marshall Street. Not because it's the best course out there, but it's got the, some of the greatest people I know in disc golf. Yeah. Um, you know, you know, I drive to Philadelphia for, you know, tournament once or twice a year because it's the people. Um, you know, Twin Grove, it's about the atmosphere and the people. It's, you know, those are what make events, you know, inviting for me. Um, not to say other places don't have great people. It's just the, the the friends that I've made at some of these places. You know, like if I if I run a tournament at Prompton, I know Jay Fat's coming. If I run a tournament at Marshall Street, I know Jay Fat's coming. Yeah. Um, Philadelphia, Jay Fat's coming. <laughs> uh, you know, it's one of those things where it may not be the best course for a tournament, but it's the best atmosphere for people. Yeah. And you know, the birthday bash, you know, sold out. What ten minutes, Jay? Something like that. Yeah, it was a. And it was one of those things where people that wanted to be there signed up. And then we had a wait list, what, 30 deep? And for me, it's about tournaments that leave a nice warm feeling for me after the event. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm always going to run something to Hickory Run. It's where I cut my teeth. It's my home. It's quote unquote my home course. Um, so, you know, it's just what I do. And it's like, I, it's my way of giving back to the local golfers in the area. Yeah, that's awesome. You know, I mean, you guys, you know, I look at like New York when I follow, uh, Jeff's page. I mean, all the tournaments that he's running nowadays. Yeah, you know, he's he's a great TD. He's he's very personable. He, he's very fair. That's things for, as a player that attract me to an event. Jay Fat, did you ever did you play the um, 2015 Mister Disc Golf event at Villas Crossings? No, I played Villas once, but it was okay. on a trip up there. But that place was a blast. So here here's a perfect example. I ran a tournament there, filled it up with 90 people at a hundred dollars a pop. For a C tier, I didn't tell anybody what the player pack was at all. So 
I had a responsibility to the players to show them a value for what they're going to get for $100. That player pack ended up being valued at $255. Yeah, I was about to say, your player packs never uh, disappoint. I think one of the first tournaments of yours I went to, I think it was, is it at Hickory Run, the Pocono? Yep, Pocono, yep. I think it was the one you were giving away, well, not giving away, but part of the package was the dynamic disc, like skate shoes. Oh, 2013, yes. Yeah, and I remember like the night before you had to post something saying like you had all these like bad news because they didn't get there in time. And Yeah, they lost the pallet of shoes. Yeah, and it was just so nice to just see like everybody was just responding like, we don't care. We're coming to see you, buddy. We can't wait to get there. But Right, and, and, and that, that event was one of the reasons why Mr. Discoff kept growing and, and, and thriving because I realized – it didn't matter what I gave you as the players. You guys came for the experience. Exactly. And 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 I saw that again in 2016 at that at the uh, first Pocono experience. Oh yeah, that was another fantastic experience. Uh they had like 300 spots. So if, oh, if wow. I do it, if I do it again, there's plenty of room. the The last one I ran, I did the one round of 27. Plus we set up a uh, a junior recruit course, and that really ended up being probably the the most enjoyable year for me as a tournament director because I got to see everybody come back and being whooped after 27 holes. They, you know, they'd mingle around BS with all the DD crew, go play nine holes of the junior recruit course. Then like, you know what, let's, let's go throw another nine holes if we got time and we'll go throw nine and come back. And, you know, they made a day out of it. And, you know, let's face it, you guys, if you drive down, it's going to be a two, three hour drive. Yeah. And, you know, there's a time commitment that, you're spending six hours on the road. I want to make it worth your while. Okay. Now I do have one other trivia round, but it's more experimental. Do you guys, you know how we do the list? What you do is you'll take turns naming a person. You get a point if they're on this list. You you don't if you don't. Um, I have the top 21 highest rated players in the state of New York. Do you guys think you could do that? Do you know enough? Top 21? Yeah. It's the first page of the, <laughs> the BBGA. I think I can get at least one. I bet I'm going to, what if I say over under, I think is going to be 10. I think you're going to be over 10. I probably know five or six. Yeah. So uh, let me see. I'll take a look at the list. And if it, you know, if it doesn't sound good, then, you know, no big, nothing, nothing lost but our time. So. I mean, I got my computer in front of me. So, no. Well, you know, everything's on the honor system. Uh, even the questions earlier. Not my um, style. will be no fun. <laughs> all right. Well. I can tell already because you get to go first with your seven points. Who would you like to name from the top 20? This is as of the most recent, uh, and these are active PDGA members. Um, the most re- since the most recent update, the top 20 highest rated players in New York. I, yeah, tw- 2021. Say S- Steve Brinster. Oh, uh, Jay Fat, you said Brinster? Yeah. You are correct. Andrew. What about Cameron Messerschmidt? No. Mike? Dylan Reese. Yes, he is tied for second. Pennsylvania guy is going to smoke us, Andrew. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just thinking of the tournament golfers I know. Uh, J-Fat. I know I'll be wrong, but I'll say Jason Lasso. No. I imagine he's not on there anymore at all. Andrew. Um, Chris Villa. He's PA. Ah. (laughs) Mike. Uh, Bobby Jones. Yes, number 10. J-Fat. You got nothing. I'll keep thinking, though. Okay. Jay Fat. What about Jay Fat? Is he on there? <laughs> Jay Fat. How about a person that you named? I guarantee you, you named him today. 
named them today. Mm-hmm. But you think on that. Um, All right. Andrew, you got another name? Mm, what about Bobby Copperthwaite? No, he's Connecticut. Uh, <laughs> Mike? My buddy Troy Whitting. 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 Yes, number four. I started from the bottom looking up. <laughs> uh, J-Fat, do you remember who you were, you were complimenting him? Oh, Harrison Lehman. Yes. All right, Andrew, do you, do you know anybody from Delaware? <laughs> <laughs> right? Um, man, I think I think that's all I got, to be honest. Okay. Um, Mike, you got anybody else? I know he just moved to Rhode Island, so I'm not sure if he's still on the list. Ricky Steeler? Yeah, number six. Buffalo he's listed as. Okay, still on? Yeah. He just moved to Rhode Island. Yeah. Ah, so maybe next update. Yep. Uh, so then, J-Fat. Forrester Whitaker, see you on there? No. Uh, Andrew? Bart Welch? No. Um, Mike? My uh, my gamer buddy, uh, Dan Traub? Number 12. Oh, my God. So you guys have named one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Uh, J-Fat. Er, right, yeah, J-Fat. Nope, got nothing. All right, Andrew? Nothing. Mike? The guy out of Poughkeepsie area that came down to Sean or Shane Peters or something? No. All right, well, that's okay, you guys. So you guys got four, seven, you know, not too shabby. Uh, your top ten, or some of the names that I recognize, that uh, Timothy Giardini, mm-hmm. Danny White, Tom Cunningham, Daniel Legend McCormick, the only am on the list, Brett Delemitar, Jeff Sullivan, Jamie Hume, Sam Border, Justin Whitney, Justin Gilbert, Sam, Castig- St- Sam Castiglione, Michael Falconio, and Mark K- Kistner. I played with one of them. Most of those are out west. Like well, Jamie Hume's local. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I meant the ones that I didn't recognize. Um, I didn't realize Danny McCormick was uh, rated that high. Yeah, it said 970, I think it was. Or... Here, I'll double check. I think it's also recent. I think he's only played like one or two events. That's what I'm saying. So maybe it's only, you know. All right. Uh, yeah, 970 tied for 17th. Okay. All right. Well, I wanted to say, uh, Mike, I hope you enjoyed your time and that you'll come back <laughs> every now and then. Blast. Um, so we didn't, we didn't scare you away. That's great. Uh, <laughs> J-Fat, you playing tomorrow? Probably. The weather looks a little iffy, but if it stays nice, yeah, I'm probably playing. If you get out. Even if uh, even if I can't play a full round with you, I'll try to get out to get you that disc that you want. Oh, Congratulations! Sounds good. I'll keep you posted. And Andrew, actually, I do have a funny story. Yeah, uh, hit it. So, Cookie and I planned on driving up to Lancaster, Massachusetts, right after work. Um, we I don't think we ended up actually like leaving town until six. Our plan for camping was we had no plan. I called like a bunch of different camping spots. Um, they're all closed for COVID-19. We tried to talk to Maple Hill. They were like, yeah, I don't think so. I was like, Cookie, man, like, I'm feeling a little nervous about this, man. He's like, no, nah, man, we'll be fine. We'll, we'll just drive up there and we'll camp somewhere. <laughs> I'm like, well, like, where are we going to camp? He's like, all right, we're just going to find like a pond or like a creek. And usually there's like little paths down there for people that fish. We'll find one of those and we'll just set up camp there. I was like, uh, have you like done this before? He was like, yeah, do it all the time in Tennessee. I was like, okay, man, this is on you, though. He's like, yeah, no problem. Um, It started getting like pitch black, dark, maybe. We were still about like an hour away. (laughs) And so I'm like, man, like, are you sure that that we can find a place? He's like, yeah, we're going to do it. We drive to Maple Hill 
because that's where our maps say. And we don't see any camping spots. So we probably drive around Lancaster for maybe like 45 minutes going to different spots and kept seeing like no trespassing signs, like I expected. Finally, we see like a parking lot. Um, We drive all the way back there. It's like in some park. We decided like, all right, like this is the best we're going to do. We set up our tent. As soon as we set up our tent, the cops come. (laughs) They're like, what are you you guys doing out here? We're like, uh, well, we came to play disc golf and didn't really have any place to stay. They were giving a shit about it. I was like, yeah, I just don't want to like get arrested. All of a sudden, one of the officers was like, so actually I have like an unfinished duplex that is maybe like a hundred yards from where y'all are camping now. <laughs> and you're welcome to set up your tent in the back of it. So that is where we stayed all weekend at this officer's That's property. Awesome. <laughs> that is awesome. That so is props great. to the Leicester's finest. That's a good story. Heck yeah, that's fun stuff right there. Yeah, it was good. Super nice guys. And that's a that's a good way to end it. Uh, Andrew, we'll talk in a couple days. Perfect. And uh, before we go, though, we do have to finish up. I got a final question, CTP. Right now, before we go, the scores are Mike is at 29, Andrew 17, and Fatty 9. You can wager as many as you want on this. Your question is, how many people are currently signed up for that Summer Slam? What's it called? Slamdemic? Slam Demic. Yes. How many people are currently signed up for it without Googling it? How many points do I have? 29 and second place is at 17. Thank you. Mm-hmm. All right. Our final answer. I just updated it. It is 36 registered players. Oh boy. Yeah. Andrew was the closest with 37. Yes. Yeah. But we went over. Oh, well that we don't do uh prices, right? Oh, that's pretty close. That's good. <laughs> so, with his wager of 17, Andrew is our victor tonight with 34 points. Yeah, I've done it. <laughs> and JFAT with a zero. But I'll get right. you a disc for tomorrow. Uh, thanks again, um, Mike, Mr. Disc Golf. Thanks for having me, guys. Talk to you soon. Talk to you soon. Have a great night. And uh, sweet up Hudson Valley.